So you like bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames The Godfathers 1 and 2 But not so fast, we got them podcast We like that too 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 Hey Bon Vivants, welcome back to the We Like That Too podcast. This is Brad Jones, and of course, with me is the head Bon Vivant himself, Mr. Keith Inlu. Hello, everybody. And we are back in the happy, cozy confines of the... Bimka. (laughs) Of the Bimka. (laughs) I never can put all the letters together. Bon Vivant (laughs) International Media Center. Which is cooler than Brad's basement. That's not a very good acronym, actually. We might need to... Bimka sounds Russian. It does. (laughs) Russian. Well, welcome. Well, it's good. It's always good to be back and... uh, We've got a fun show today. This is one we've been trying to set up for a while. It has, and I don't know why it's taken a while, because we've had this guest before on our radio show. I'm going to blame it on her popularity. (laughs) That's what I blame it on, too. That's what I would blame it on, too. Her demand and popularity in the public is just, we're pretty low on the totem pole, so she finally could work us into her busy schedule. (laughs) That's right. That's Yes. It's the perfect timing. Her people finally got with our people. (laughs) I wish I had people. Well, introduce who we've got today, Andrea Brad. Andrea Sporsiklund is with us. She is with the Missouri Film Commission. As we like to say, she is the head cheerleader for the state of Missouri for everything television and and uh, film production. So, yeah, video production, right? Yep, yeah. yep. Go team. That's Go my team. job. <laughs> and we, we actually – Come here. <laughs> we've actually had uh, Andrea as a guest on the radio before, So, yep. and she's she has – referred a few guests to the podcast before so welcome to the podcast happy. we're so glad to have you so here. happy to be here i'm wearing your hat oh, you, i love that hat you, you obviously hate her hat <laughs> no. i'm wearing her hat <laughs> i came straight from work i it's didn't have a hat on you guys with leisure time can wear hats around the house, and some of, some of us still have to work right. for a living. Well, I'm I'm promoting Missouri, you know, as well. You should as wearing this hat. as well. You Thanks should. for being so. a billboard. I you're appreciate. Well, it. You're welcome. You're welcome. A lot of fun stuff going on, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But, we are uh, indeed. Yeah, so it's good to be back. We've been on the road a little bit. Um, We've had a great time on the road. Yeah. We we have done some fun shows, and and here's a teaser alert, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned because uh, we've got some things we're cooking up yeah. that if they come to fruition, yeah. we're going to have some amazing shows this fall and winter. So we just stay tuned. We've got some shows in the can that are going to release, and you know the the big one that just. Recently came out was the Hay Goods down in Branson. Man, what a fun Good night guys. that was! Nice. Oh, they were so fun. They were sweet and, as can uh, be and bon talented. Vivant, we hope, yeah, we hope oh. you like that show. That was a lot of fun. God, those people! But um, they gave us tickets and we got to go to their show. Yes. Let me tell you, it is a first-rate, almost New York, it Vegas is, type show. Oh, it is fast. It is the production incredible. quality is as good as you'll see anywhere. Yep. yep they're but, inspiring um, too. They spoke oh, yeah. to our Film Fest 4H kids, and I was it was like going to church. It was awesome. They it's, got yeah. those kids pumped. It's it was, a great American success story. It is. I For mean, sure. They, they started off in a trailer, and yep. now they sell that thing out almost mm-hmm. every show. Yep. It was fun. We had a good time. It was an you adventure. Know. It was yeah. So, Andrea, you've had an interesting job over the last couple, three years. I wanted to talk to you. Just we'll get started here, and then I know Mr. Inlow. We're not going to get too far down the road. We're going to drink. I was going to say, all right, our guest has got us on point. Okay. The, so, guest, the guest just beat Mr. Inlow. <laughs> Usually our, I'm the one that has to remind Brad, hey, we're here to do three things. And the first one is 
enjoy a bottle of something. Well, so, let's just do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I've already put my nose in this glass of wine, and I am excited to taste and it. And why I picked this one, because, you know, the only problem with French wines is that they're in French. You know, that's that's a, that's kind of <laughs> Trying issue. to pronounce the label. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Read the name. So, yeah. so you bon vivants out there can just, we're entertaining and educational. And, Remember and, what and, our bottle sponsor, <laughs> Matt Green, down at Barvino says. Say it with conviction and loud and proud. Yeah. And and loud, whether, whether, we'll all buy it. loud, fast, and with confidence. And with confidence. Yes. All right. Loud, fast, and with confidence. Marie Pierre Manchette is the name of the winemaker, hmm. and it is from France. This is a white Burgundy, which um, when this airs, it'll probably still be warm, and this will still be a great, great wine. To have out on the patio. Oh yeah, it's uh, it is a Chardonnay, mm. as are no white like so white much. Burgundies. The the area of Burgundies, I believe they pronounce it Maison. It looks like Macon. If it was in Missouri, it'd be Macon, <laughs> Macon, Missouri. But I think it's Maison. Um, it is a Chardonnay. It is twelve point five alcohol. It is in the southern part, actually, of Burgundy. But here is the interesting thing about Marie. She was born in. To a family of vintners, and it goes all the way back to 1871. Oh my goodness! So uh, you, when you say she's got wine in her DNA, she's got the pedigree. She's, huh? she's got the pedigree. Yeah, nice. She um, is also kind of interesting, I guess. When she was pretty young, I would guess by the dates, she was given some little plots around Burgundy that she could rent. And so she rented the the grapes, and she made her her own wine. Well, she was, I guess, successful enough that she managed to buy then some of these small hectares of of land. Right. And so from that, she started to actually acquire more and more hectares. So they've got like twenty two now. She is a sixth generation. Winemaker, as we discussed uh, before we got on the air, there's just not that many women winemakers that, that are. Should be. That are yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Burgundy, wonderful. Well, she's good. definitely got the DNA and the pedigree. Yeah, kudos and, to her. And, and, and she took over then the big winery from her father. Her father was a, a major wine uh, producer, and uh, he basically said he was the one that said, you know, we should be selling our wines outside of because it was one of those deals where they drank up. And they sold what they produced there. Right. And it just, it, it didn't go, yeah. you know, it didn't come over here. And so he was instrumental in uh, getting it out around the world. And she has taken that to another whole level. So well, good for her. This, yeah. uh, this is a very good wine. It's I'm nice. Tell you. It's nice. I, I like Chardonnay. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but this is gorgeous golden color. Oh, man. First of all. It's beautiful. It is gold, it is isn't it? It is a beautiful golden color, yeah. which makes me think when I, Tasted, it's going to have some body and some richness to it, and it does not disappoint. Yes. Uh, what do you What do you think, Andrea? What so, are you getting? So, full disclosure, not a whiny wino. I'm not a wine person. No, I'm doing my glass just like we've you. We've been though. called I'm pretending. winos. I'm we, pretending. We, in, in, in this studio, a wino is a term of endearment. All right. Yes. Yeah. But I do drink wine, and I think this is my in my professional opinion. It is yummy. I will oh. say this is yummy. Well, there you go. Guess what the price point is on this. $21. Really? Wow. That is in my ballpark, wow. too. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And you so, can get this wine at beautiful Bar Vino in downtown yay. Jefferson City. Yes, you can. Or any of your local fine wine shops. Yeah, this is going to be accessible <laughs> to you. It's old world. It's got some uh, acid and minerality on the nose, which is a, a good thing for me. I like old world. I wines. get a little oak, but it's no. not It's not super jammy no. oaky. Now, I'm glad to hear you say that because I like oak, and I was afraid you might not like this. Because no, I do it, get oak it, off of it. It's on the edge. It's it on, is the on the oak edge. edge for me, but it's mm-hmm. um, it but, does have body. It's not thin at no, all. It's, this it's, is a, this it's rich some, and buttery. This has got some buttery, definitely. butterscotch, some buttery flavor, mm-hmm. but not too fruity. No. You know, it's still got a nice... Uh, dry quality to it. Nice finish. It stays on the palate a long time. So good, good choice, Dr. Jones. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I like it. That's it, a winner. Does it deserve a? That's a winner, Bobby. Thank you. Woo. You missed it. There he is. I'll do it again. You don't have any applause? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's not applause. <laughs> that's. That's. That's the porn soundtrack. Turn that on. <laughs>
Wait, Something else. That's not a plot. We're not ready for that. Yeah, but now I'm afraid. Now, oh, I've, got, now I've got another right. couple well, of choices. Let's experiment some other time. Yeah. But anyway. right. Sound effects are part of the film industry. Yeah. i got four here. Yeah. And I, I, one of them is applause. But well, anyway. Bon Vivant, as always, you can find pictures of the bottle on our website. And I give this one two thumbs up. I love mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I this, do is too. A, this is a great. For sure. Uh, Matthew Chardonnay. said last night when I talked to him, I said, what have you got in a white burgundy? And he, he said immediately, this is this is my go-to. This is one of my favorites. This and, has been in a did, wine tasting before. We've had this before. I have. It's good. It's very good. It yeah. was very familiar to me. Yeah. And uh, the issue, Andrea, when you've done almost 50 shows, <laughs> is trying to remember which bottles we've yes, done, yes. which top Drinking threes we've shows, done, yes. which is getting to be more of a um, of a chore. I've got to figure if we can't remember, maybe the Bon Vivant will remember either. <laughs> Nobody's called us on it yet. And so hey, if we like it enough to do it twice, so be it. We like it, too. Get it? We, <laughs> yeah, like, we like it, it too. T-W-O. I see what you did there. <laughs> Man, you're smarter than the average bear. Uh, it's not all good. It's the hat. It's no, not all good looks. That's hat. right. It's the, it's the hat. That's right. right. That's right. Let's get into this film commission stuff. I do. I want to. I want to find out what's going on. Who's uh, who's pointing cameras around the state of Missouri? And if you don't want to talk about Ozark, we don't have oh, to talk, we about, can talk Ozark, about Ozark. But uh, <laughs> did you see that? Well, since I opened that door, um, yeah. did you see the big article that they did in uh, Lo Profile? Have you seen that I yet? I have not. When was when did that come out? The latest issue. Okay, latest issue. I have not seen it. I yeah, will it's go on check the front. It it's it's okay. a pretty big article. Cool. And it's have you did you did you read it? Yes. Okay. Because Mister Inlow is now a contributor to Lo Profile. Ooh. He won't he won't tell you. Aww. Well, but well, yeah, he probably would. But anyway, yes, he gets to talk about uh, billionaires' houses and stuff yeah, like that. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Impressive houses. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that article was they also sourced you know the the writer, the original writer, uh, Bill DeBue. Teleplay. Yep. Who was from St. Louis? Yep. St. Yep. Louis area. Yep. My good and, friend Bill DeBue. Yeah. So Bill, you know, Bill based his story on the fact of him coming down here summers when he yep. was a teenager to Lake of the Ozarks and that's sort of what he used as the setting. So, Yay. Yeah. He's a great uh, guy. He's yeah. wonderful. The whole Ozark experience for me was awesome. I tell people I became the most friendly, aggressive with this project of anything I've ever done. Uh, I have a really good relationship with the writer, with the showrunner of the show, with the um, production manager. They did shoot, did, did, did film uh, for the first season for one week at Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. And then yeah. of that beautiful um, aerial footage that the they B-roll, sprinkled yeah, across. The yep. stuff mm-hmm. of the aerials coming over the lake. Is, yep. That's legit. Yep. And then we did so I can t- I, these are things I couldn't talk about for a long time, but now I can talk about them. Um, when the project was, and stop me if you don't want to hear this stuff, but no, this is exactly um, okay. what we exactly want to hear about. <laughs> so when the project was first announced in Variety, it said this. It was called Ozarks. Said at the Lake of the Ozarks. I get. I have um, media, um, Google alerts, and all that good stuff. So right away, I wrote to the producer. Um, that we are, we want to welcome you to Missouri to scout whatever we can do. Do my do my thing. Um, usually, sometimes don't hear back at all, or it takes a while. Within two hours, the producer had written me back that they were still in early stages, but definitely they wanted to come and definitely they wanted to talk to me. So it was about a month later, I get a phone call from MRC, the production company, right. setting up a call. And it was on that call that I actually found out that Bill was based in Missouri still. We were mm-hmm. all on the conference call and Bill said something about here and the, our lake. And I was like, whoa, 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 where are you? And he said, I'm here in St. Louis. Yeah. I said, okay, we need to talk. Um, and the big question was, I got them talked into coming in. So it was Jason Bateman. Um, the art director, the executives, producers, about seven people, the showrunner, Chris Mundy, all came, um, came, were coming. And I talked them into – they only wanted to give me one day. I said, you cannot see the entire Lake of the Ozarks by water and by land in right. one day. That's not going to work. Right. What can we do to get you guys here faster? So they flew private jets into the Lake of the Ozarks. So great. Nice. That saved me lots of time. Yeah. So um, yeah. Tim Jacobson, who was the tourism director for the Lake of the Ozarks, was very helpful in all of this. So we did a whirlwind scout. 
what year was that now? Five years ago? Yeah. Um, well, it's 2015, 2016, wasn't it? Almost when yep, they started. Yep, yep, that's when right. When Bateman started thinking, thinking about producing. It was 16, for sure. It. Yeah, yep, it, was, yeah. it was February of 2016. And the big question before that was, can you get us on a boat? <laughs> I said, I'm 98% sure I can get you guys on a boat. <laughs> yes, I can definitely get you boat. on a boat. You're bringing Jason Bateman. I can get you on a boat. Yeah. Um, but we were going to have to have a weatherized boat. And it yeah. ended up, the skies opened and the sun came out. And we it was beautiful, nice. 80 degree February day, which we do get here we in get Missouri them every occasionally. Once in a while, don't we? Yeah. And it was wonderful. And on yeah. the boat, my good friend Jason Bateman told me, "I we will be filming here. I know you don't have all of the things in place, and we probably can't film the whole thing due to right. other incentives in other places, but I am promising you now that we will shoot here, um, which was great. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing is I got to visit the sets in Georgia later that year. So they Neat. filmed here, they did the beginning stuff, and um, because we had done this location scout and because they had been here, they got to see. So I've been hearing the whole time I've lived in Missouri, I've heard this thing about the lake, that no other lakes are like Lake of the Ozarks because you can build all the way down to the water. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I've heard it for years and years. Okay, whatever. That's so true. Yeah, and it's it actually true. a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. in Georgia, it takes two lakes. So they're both they're on Altoona and Lake Grenier in um, Atlanta. Two lakes to be the Lake of the Ozarks. And the Blue Cat... That, that was just a restaurant sitting on the side of the road, not at all connected to the water. They yeah. built that dock. They built those little cabins, all of that. Why? Because they had been here right. and they had seen what it is that we have. So I, I, it's a better show because of what the time that they spent here. The launch party for the, the Lake Ozark Profile article and issue was at the Blue Cat. Awesome. And they have new ownership. They uh, the, are. Did they call it that now? The Alhana. It was Alhana before. It's, it's, it's at the, the Alhana Resort. It's the Blue Cat Bar and Grill okay. at the Alhana Resort. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they have the neon sign. I'm they, so they excited. Have, the sign. Yeah. They've kept a lot of the uh, the original look of it, and they do have, they're under new ownership and new management. Cool. And they plan to do a lot to upgrade it, but they want to keep that traditional look. And so it was really kind of cool to be there Yay. because it still has that 60s oh, totally. uh, vibe. And that's where Bill you know, worked. He worked exactly right there on, worked, that on the dock and in the bar. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and it still has that look. And I think it's going to be great. The new owners and stuff have a lot of stuff in mind for it. So cool. that'll be exciting. But uh, I, I'm a big fan of Ozark Me also. Too. And I have finished the yeah, final we can, season. We'll talk about the ending off. off yeah, no, no, we won't do any spoiler <laughs> alerts. Um, yeah. But it was worth it, and I actually was very satisfied with the ending. I I think, like anything, maybe I'm an optimist. I think they've left themselves open if they want to carry the story forward, but who knows? It may not be in Lake of the Ozarks. I don't know. Might take it somewhere else. But there's rumors, yeah. and I have talked to a couple people, and I I will I'm I'm, I'm monitoring the situation. We'll yeah. just say that okay. <laughs> for a spinoff. Come on, get, All right, get some more wine in her case. <laughs> Well, let's just make sure we keep her on speed dial. Let's That's right. Down. That's right. Yeah. So let me let me talk to you a little bit about about some of your responsibilities as far as you're, you're the director for the state. One of the things, though, that I, when I was on your website are the services that you provide. Uh, so you get this call from mm-hmm. Ozark, mm-hmm. and you tell them, okay, these are the things that we can help you with. Go through some of those, some of the big ones, because one of the questions that I had too is you have on, on the website services of all kinds. I mean, everything. That's a brand new website too. We launched in April. Isn't it nice? nice. (laughs) And, And there's all these different companies. So it's a kind of a two part question. So how do you make that list? How do you get on the Andrea list of the the preferred one list as far as a caterer or you know all the I mean there's a ton of stuff on there absolutely so and Andrew as you're going through the list of services Mm -hmm. you provide maybe put that in context for the Bon Vivants out there about how that helps a production company someone who's coming in and wanting to access on-site shooting in Missouri you know how does what you do help them sure so two part. My mission is two parts. So to recruit projects to the state of Missouri. So outside projects like an Ozark or outside national commercials, all of that kind of stuff. Recruiting projects to the state of Missouri for the economic development dollars that they spend here and for the exposure that we get. And then secondly, in tandem with that, to um, support the in-state industry. 
which a lot of people don't know, that we have quite an extensive and impressive industry even within our state. Um, you had um, Barbie Banks on from the True False Film Festival. Right, right. We have, um, I think it's 16 now. We lost a couple in COVID. 16 annual film festivals across Missouri every year. Wow. wow. There are 38 programs at colleges and universities across the state teaching filmmaking skills. And I think the last numbers I got in the last five years, and we've had some COVID years, but in the last five years, there have been 20,000 graduates into those 30 out of those 38 programs. And my hope is that we keep those kids and their parents and their grandparents hope that too, that we keep yeah, them and build yeah. the workforce and, and build so that they can stay here. So those two kind of go in, in tandem. Okay. When a bigger project comes to town, it's a learning experience, it's training, it's apprenticeship for that in-state, those film professionals to learn. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things that I do. And the tools to do that job that you mentioned on my website, we have two databases that anyone can submit to. So one is a location database. So if you are an owner of a property, whether it's your home or your business or a farm property, or you never know what we're going to need. If you have any property that you would be open to filming on your property, you can list it as a location in my database. And my database isn't just living on my website, but it feeds into this real scout location managers database across the world. So that's the first thing. So if you have a property and all of this is on my website, mofilm.org mofilm.org and we'll, we'll post that on the website okay, we'll put that on so, our yeah. website yeah. and then the second database is for crew and support companies so that's where if you have a catering company if you um, EMTs we need and with COVID we've had to have COVID compliance officers that have some medical training right. so any crew position or support service company can be listed on my website we just ask that you have two credits two paid credits in that position um, before we can put you on the database yeah. so it really is open I don't have a special list. It's the list that exists across the state. So it's a living list. I it's mean, a it, living list. It's, Absolutely. Uh, people are adding and dropping all the time. You know, I travel a lot around the state and I travel in areas that often I will drive by something and I will think that would be a really cool movie set. Yes. Send me a picture. So should I stop and take a picture and send it <laughs> yes, to you? Yes, you should. Okay. Yes, you all should. right. Okay. I can do that. Absolutely. Especially very unique. So, and that's yeah, the other yeah. part of my job. Um, I can't like, here's the whole state, but we have some locations that are more easily accessible and larger. So one of the, yeah. the things that I pimp out, if you will, is our Missouri State Penitentiary. We're all well, here in Jefferson sure. City. It's the sure. biggest, it's, it that's is. the biggest, coolest set. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no it is. And so yeah. they actually have a window after their tour season is over between, um, at end of Thanksgiving and February, there's no tours. So it's an ideal time for yeah. filming. So yeah. things like that I need to know about. Well, yes. they've done some filming there before. There yes, have been, yes. Uh, My dark, good friend Darkness Andrew Falls, Jones. Yep, yep. Uh, that, Andrew I believe Jones. that was the name of the. Yep, Andrew Jones um, has made two films, yeah. and he'd be great on here one day. Maybe he would be. Maybe. Well, we're going to keep you on speed dial. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when he uh, when he cast Keith and I as the the. Crazy uncles or something. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> we keep looking for these parts of you. You need two old bartenders, man. We're or, we're there. As, as John Prine, the late John Prine, would say, the uh, overweight uncle with low self esteem. <laughs> uh, I feel plenty Ooh. self-esteem in this room right oh, now. Man. <laughs> Uh, and Andrew is, I'll, we'll get to this, but also on my website, we uh, have a program called the Missouri Stories Scriptwriting Fellowship Program, which I know you both write. So for writers, I started this program in 20, um, 2014 based, I totally stole it from the Sundance Institute. I love, We're all about stealing good <laughs> I love, ideas. I love hey, Sundance. We love to so, steal good ideas. Yeah, but it, you don't have to be a Missourian, but screenplays and TV pilot scripts that are set in Missouri are submitted. And we have a bunch of readers across um, the industry, all industry readers score them and we pick three winning writers every year some contests you just win cash which you know cash is great and i love the cash but i you get a fellowship experience so we bring in two mentors from los angeles working writers for four days we're building an alumni network this past we just had the fellowship in june and our mentors were um, aaron rashad thomas who is the co-creator of the new swat reboot he's from kansas city and then tim sexton is a writer from st louis who was oscar nominated for 
the movie Children of Men that you may know. He's also yeah. done some television shows and stuff. Was that one of the things that I helped do? Like it was almost like a reader's theater for you. Yes, a yes. Of years we did ago. a reading of Andrew's script because he won one year, yeah. and we did a reading. Yes, that was yes. really interesting because you know I've done theater, I've done reader's theater, but this was a reading presentation of a screenplay. Tele- yep. Yeah, a, tele- yep. a, a screenplay. And so what I got to do was read all the the directions. Yes, you did. The stage I wasn't a character. Yep. I was like the stage direction. So yep. Sally walks into the door and stops, <laughs> looks around the room. And then Sally says something. You know, it was kind of funny. I it loved is. it. It was it's great. It's interesting fun. that, um, unlike other writing, a screenplay really is a blueprint for something else. Like most things, I mean, I guess an outline is an outline for a book or an outline for an article, whereas a screenplay, it is the building block of a film. They say films get made three times, right? The writing, the producing, the shooting of it, and then again when you edit it. So it yeah. can be three totally different movies. Well, I've heard with on some movie sets that the script is only a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend that approach. Well, but <laughs> I think it depends on who your uh, director you, and uh, producer and writers are. Yeah, so. Have you ever seen Animal House? Have you ever seen Caddyshack? Yes. yes. <laughs> there was, there's a filmmaking um, genre called Mumblecore, are you familiar with that? Mm. So it was kind of huge in the like the early two thousands, and it's still kind of a, it's the idea that where you just have an outline and then you work with improv, and so it's improv scenes within an outline. So that's you know similar, but well, well, Andrea, one of the things I know that you're aware of is the vast volume of production that's going on right now. There's so much stuff out there; we're almost overwhelmed with it. Yeah. How do we access it and how do we watch it? That's changing. Absolutely. And uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about one of the newest ways we've found out to access things. And this is going to come as a surprise through your local library. So the Missouri River Region Library is one of our new sponsors. And they have told us about a program called Canopy. Hmm. And as a Missouri River Region Library cardholder or patron, you can sign up for Canopy and access through a streaming service all sorts of video and films and cinema, everything from international, independent, documentaries. It's amazing. Children's uh, films, that kind of thing. And Canopy services libraries all over the world. Neat. Check out your local library wherever you are. Ours is Missouri River Region Library. But check out and see if your local library has the Canopy system. I love it's not, that. I have. It's not just books anymore. I you know. know I it's saw, a lot of stuff. We saw it's really a, cool stuff. We saw a great spot on one of the national Sunday morning news programs, and it was about libraries. Hmm. Many of them are being revamped and redesigned. And one of the lines I loved was, libraries are no longer just a depository for dusty old books. Awesome. They have high-tech stuff. They've got things like this video, movie, music, high-tech things, podcasting studios, that kind of thing. So so Bon Vivant's (laughs) out there. Your local library is a great resource for uh, everything Bon Vivant. That's right. And I have a library card. I'm going to check that out. There you go. There you you go. go. And thank you, Missouri River Region Library, for uh, being a sponsor of the program. To to your question, I will, about streaming. So in 2019, and to what you kind of opened with, how the last few years have been for our industry, 2019 was peak. So there was crazy streaming. We were all poised that there was going to be this massive production, huge breakout, like every, they were going to need sound stages everywhere. Everyone's going to be working. Everybody get ready. And then COVID happened. And then it was like, what? Everything yeah. kind of going to a screeching halt. Um, but in that time, it took people kind of refocused, looked, you know, a lot of things happened in that interim time. But what we're finding, I was just in Los Angeles for um, my, the film commissioners do a film week and it's a lot of industry meetings and, and all this stuff and usually it's all about you know where we're the best incentives and we need to go where we can get the best bang for our buck blah 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 it's getting to the point where they're desperate for sound stages like a lot of the la sound stages are very old and it's really expensive to, to retrofit them they're all booked like amazon and netflix are booking them like for four years just straight book like they don't even know what shows are going to be in there yet but they're booking it they yeah. just need the space they just need the and space so they yeah. just yeah wow yeah. so red camera the red camera brand is making their own sound stage across the country there's this this craziness so for the first time i'm hearing studio executives from hbo and from netflix and from amazon all saying 
it's now where the creative needs to be, like where the creative needs to be, where the infrastructure is. And on that playing field, we can compete. And right. I am very excited. Good. There's a brand new, you may have seen, um, Gateway Studios is being built in Chesterfield, Missouri. Okay. And it's going to be a three soundstage facility. It's going to be used for um, music and sound recording um, for acts. So a Beyonce, if you will, would, right. would book one of the sound stages, get her tour already, pick the lights, pick the special effects, all the stuff, rehearse it in this large uh, space is going to be as big as a um, football field, as like a halftime show. Wow. It's amazing. So that kind of infrastructure is coming. They'll have one, their smallest stage is going to be like Mandalorian style, those LED uh, screens all the way around. Right. So that facility is very exciting. A theater space in Branson that's looking at building a soundstage. There's several people talking in Kansas City. So now is a good time <laughs> to invest yeah. in these types of things. Yeah. Um, we have also during COVID, a lot of folks decided because remote work was working so well and continues to work so well, they've come back. And I think you had Cole Payne, one of our producers. Yeah, we did. Enjoyed him a lot. Yeah. It was fun. So about to my calculations, those that I know about, I know about 25 people that have moved back from L- L.A. or New York or Chicago back to Missouri and want to do what they did there here. Right. And that's powerful and exciting and good timing. So yeah. I think that is one one of the good things that came out of COVID. It is we learned how to do things differently mm-hmm. and not all of that bad. Connecting with people in other ways that weren't traditional really opened some doors to things. Certainly a, a tragic uh, couple of years sure. there, but there were some things that we, we were forced to learn and forced to adapt to that we might have taken some, some benefits yeah, from. And one thing I didn't realize, there there was a push to, like, there's a lot of paper on sets, like a lot of, you know, sides of the script and everybody gets call sheets every day and, you know, directions to the where location, you know, lots and lots of paper yeah. that is wasted. And they were trying to push before that to this app, this these apps, but everybody was kind of freaked out about doing that. And here COVID happened and you couldn't touch everything and we couldn't hand papers out. And so it has drastically changed for, for, to making things much more efficient. Sure. So. Yeah. And eco-friendly. And you're talking eco-friendly. about saving paper. Absolutely. Sure. Well, you mentioned a couple of times incentives. Yes. Okay. Now tell us about what you're trying to do for Missouri to attract people, production companies based on the incentives they're looking for. And, and we mentioned before the show, this organization, Yep. MoMA, uh, what its role is playing in that. And so just tell us a sure. little bit about that. Yep. So um, my office, I'm a state agency. I'm part of economic development in tourism. So I'm a mm-hmm. state person and I'm actually the whole film commission. <laughs> like I'm the film commission. Uh, I'm a one person shop at the moment, but I do have support within tourism and economic development. So the Missouri Motion Media Association is the statewide membership based advocacy group. So they're the okay. ones that hire a lobbyist and are are working on um, making helping make Missouri competitive to these other states that have okay. incentives. So they okay. are the folks that are doing the real push. Obviously, I'm private association yeah. outside of the state government, correct, correct. but working and trying to cooperate with state government. Correct. So from 99 to 2013, Missouri did have an incentive. It's always been a little small, but it, it was able to bring in some bigger movies like Winter's Bone and Up in yeah. the Air with George yeah. Clooney. And then the last one to utilize the incentive was uh, Gone Girl that shot in Cape Girardeau, right, Missouri. Right. Um, David Fincher, big yeah. fan. Um, so that sunset, it was part of its life cycle and its sunset. When our, sense, when our uh, incentive sunset, Oklahoma, our neighbor to the south, um, actually passed our, almost our exact incentive. And now they just last year upped theirs from 4.5 million to 30 million. And you, there's big things happening. Yeah. Um, a hurtful thing. This is why it's, this is what's hard about my job. Um, there was a, a, just like Ozark, there was a Hollywood reporter announcement that there was a, a new TV series called Kansas City starring Stallone, <laughs> big name person. Uh, um, and that was kind of thrown out there. And right away, I write my email and get excited and uh, crickets. We did not hear anything. Um, I have a, um, a colleague at the Kansas City Film Office, Stephanie. And so together we were trying to, you know, be cool, but try to get in the door to talk to them about that. And about a month later, the announcement came out that the project was still starring Stallone, but it had changed its name to Tulsa King and was shooting in Oklahoma City. Which is heartbreaking, honestly. So anybody who follows film and film production knows what Georgia has done for itself. 
with its incentives. Correct, yeah. I mean, Walking Dead and all of their subsidiary programming is done down in Georgia. Yep, yep. That's just probably the most well-known it is. thing. So yep. that's just the tip of the iceberg. It so, is. Yeah. But I do think one of the things that I, I say a lot, we do a couple of kids film festivals. So I work with the 4-H organization and we've done a film festival for the last 11 years. And there's a film camp USA in St. Louis for young people. And I keep, I had this epiphany a few years back, um, video skills, being able to write a basic script, shoot a camera, film things and edit it together to tell a story is becoming as important as reading and writing skills were. Kids are learning these things earlier and earlier in middle yeah. schools have uh, studios, high schools. Um, our world, video is everywhere. I mean, you can't go scroll through Facebook without seeing companies that have videos. Well, right. you know, and some are good and some are bad. Um, but our world, this is the future and we have to embrace that. This is not going away. It is a yeah. skill set. Yeah. You can't just, I mean, not everyone can just pick up a camera and make magic happen. And I don't think it takes some skill and some learning. So there's more opportunities than there have ever been to what you said earlier. Well, everybody walks around with a camera in their hand. Correct. Right and now. So yep. whether it's good, bad or otherwise, there's video being made daily at the end of your arm. Absolutely. And so you're right. It's not going away. So, uh, so it's exciting. I think it it's is. Exciting. It's very exciting. Well, and we had uh, guests on that run that. Uh, Sato 48. Yes, I've heard great things and, about uh, that. You know, it's, so it's become internationally uh, known. Yeah, Jeff and Jaw, these two, you gotta, if you haven't listened to Bobby Vines, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, oh my, oh man. <laughs> Your was, ribs will hurt after you're done. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, our ribs hurt after, after, after we, re, after we recorded yeah. it. We were just like, oh Well, and man. it's made international impact. But, True uh, false mm-hmm. has made international impact. One so, of the things too, Andrea, I was going to talk about just from a, a an economic development standpoint is the fact that, okay, maybe we don't have a hundred million dollars out there in incentives, but we do have a robust economy. We have mm-hmm. a standard of living that is extremely high. We have taxes that are extremely low compared to like, you know, some other states that, yep. that produce. So from a baseline economic development standpoint, it's not that, that we're, we're a bad state. No, People don't no, want no. to come here. No. Um, you know, Centrally located, we, we yeah, diversity maybe, of landscape, all yeah, of those yeah, things. Maybe yeah. we don't have the cherry on the top. We certainly have got a lot going for us. We've Absolutely. got rural. We've got urban. We've got mountains. We've got – I mean we've got a little bit of everything. Lakes, rivers. Lakes, yeah. rivers. And we can river. fake a beach if we need to. Sure. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we bring can do sand. all of it. We, yes. guess we can yeah. find some sand. Sure. Uh, no problem. And it's film friendly. I mean every set I've ever – I mean people love – and but they're also respectful. I got a little nervous when we shot up in the air. It got Clooney crazy. I mean George is a big deal. My good friend, George Clooney, in the business. Like, if you make – this is a joke. This is an insider baseball joke. Like, if you've made eye contact with somebody in Hollywood, you can say, my good friend. My good friend. My good friend, yeah. Um, But if you have their cell phone number, you're actually their friend. So, George is not my real friend. But I did meet him. And the cool thing is he got to be – my mom got to meet him. That was really, really cool. Nice. Um, But there were George sightings every day. The newspaper was calling me. Radio stations were calling. It It got to be out of control. Yeah. And I was worried that it would put us, you know, a sour taste in the mouth of the filmmakers and of, of Mr. Clooney. Um, but he was gracious. He shook hands. He took pictures. He was fantastic. He just seems like a pretty yeah. chill, cool guy. Yeah. And people were respectful. Even in Cape Girardeau, same thing. I'd heard things about David Fincher. You read things online about him. And he could be a little prickly and all of that. Um, when I got to meet Fincher on set, I actually – he was smiling and happy and I got a side hug because he was so – he loved Cape Girardeau. Like, I pitched Cape Girardeau. Have you read, did you read Gone Girl, the book? I did. So if you read the book, and those of you who are listening, um, it, the book has got, the city is seedy. Like, there's, it's not good. It's like, you know, during the recession and things are yeah, bad. And I yeah. kept telling Cape, this is exciting, but what you see on screen might be not the tourism, the best thing that you want to be seen. Like, I kept, I was like, really getting them serious to hear me. And then what is, what happens? Fincher falls crazy in love with Cape Girardeau. It looked gorgeous on the movie. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Which well, is awesome. We battled that a little bit with Ozark too. That, yes, you know, yes. the, the the nature of the story didn't always present like the Ozarks in 
the best light. Uh, and uh, some people, local, were offended by that. There was so. a lot of nervousness leading up to that premiere, yeah, yeah. and I felt it, and I uh, I teased that I felt like uh, pitchforks and <laughs> things were coming after me. <laughs> oh, I was a little nervous myself. But um, I had read the first two scripts, so I knew they weren't completely right. making fun of us. And honestly, this is fiction, well, everybody. I, this I, is fiction. I think everybody has embraced it. I, <laughs> yeah. I do. I think for the most part, everybody's embraced it and said this is fiction, and yes. we're we're actually proud to be represented. So. Uh, Yes. All right. Anything we, else? One, oh, thing, one thing we did have, Keith, we yeah. had a big milestone as far as our film history. Fifty years ago, they had uh, the filming of Tom Sawyer. That's right. In Arrow Rock. In, in oh, Arrow yeah. Rock. Yeah. I did not realize that. They did. Johnny Whittaker came back. I, know, I saw that. That's wonderful. Was, um, oh. There was a couple of other cast members. Um, but I learned some stuff, Keith, about Arrow Rock. You know the the really nice little wood walkway that's right downtown? Yeah, you know, the they've got that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was done for the movie. Oh, I thought you had told me that. Yeah, I, I like somebody that. had told me that. They, they built that it. special for the movie. Yeah, they yeah. kept it. They said underneath there, there's that horrible rocks that you can, <laughs> you can roll over an ankle real easy yeah. on. So and they, they just covered it. They okay. just kept, yeah, and then they, they took most of the, the rock and stuff and kind of filled it in and – Neat. And, yeah. and there it was. I love so, that. So, yeah, there were some good stories up there about, about the filming of that of So, the long movie. history of Missouri and film. Yeah. They I looked did, like Hannibal to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I mean, this is how far it goes back. The, the oldest film that I could find, 1910, The Range Riders. That's the first film. And it was Tom Mix, who I guess was like the giant oh, cowboy star. Oh, he's a huge cowboy, cowboy guy. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little yeah. before my time. Yeah, but, you're too young to know that. <laughs> I mean, that's the first. I mean, even yeah. then, it started with really wonderful things. We've yeah. had so many uh, Escape from New York, oh, huge yeah. shot in St. Snake Louis. Liskin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Bridge with um, Paul, Newman Paul Newman and, and Joanne Woodward. Woodward. Yeah. Yes, we have some wonderful legacy. And that's part of my inspiration for starting Missouri Stories is I want these projects to be legacy projects. There's one of the winning scripts is is about – it's called The Greatest Thing Since Sliced Bread. It takes place in Chillicothe, Missouri where the inventor, German immigrant inventor, invented this sliced machine bread. that yeah, changed all bread. of our life. Exactly. And yeah. nobody knows him. Yeah. Um, St. Louis Superman um, was another script that won last year. It's based on um, there was an Oscar nominated documentary film, but it's the um, Bruce Franks representative Bruce Franks who came from Ferguson and became a state rep and really helped make a lot of good changes for Ferguson and for parts of St. Louis. So right. really inspiring, cool stories that I I hope with everything that I have get made here in Missouri. Well, good, good. We, and, and of course we had Jack Renner drop that snake boy. I want to see this <laughs> movie. I've oh heard about God. this for so many years. Oh my God. <laughs> who, who, I heard. Somebody has so. a copy of it. Somebody does. Oh, right? yeah. There are copies rolling around. <laughs> I think Jack's so. got a copy of it. Yeah. Drop All right. So, Andrea, anything else you want to tell us before we get to our third section of the program about anything coming down the pike uh, with Missouri Film, anything like sure. that? Well, for writers that are listening – our next submission um, session is coming up. So we open submissions in October. So if you have a screenplay, a feature film screenplay, or a TV pilot script set in Missouri, you can submit it. All the information is on my website, mofilm.org. If you're listening and you maybe are interested in the film industry but aren't sure how to get in, they're also on my website. There are sessions that we did um, the last two years called MoFilm Monthly, and they are uh, basic, not podcasts, they're Zoom educational sessions. And we talk to Cole about financing films and we talk about distribution and we talk about um, art directing and we talk about all kinds of different things. So that's an educational element that's on my website now, too. And we'll we'll, we'll be sure and post that mofilm.org hot link. On awesome. The, on the website. Sounds like a great resource. No really kidding. a good so, resource. Yeah. All right. That's so, what you do during a pandemic. You get your website all, <laughs> you no all, all it's up. It's painful, man. All no, no all kidding. New yeah. websites. Yeah. That's not fun. Yeah, yeah, but they're nice when they're done. <laughs> they are. They? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're nice when they're done. All right, Bon Vivants. Part three of the program. You know what it is. Here it comes. Three top picks. So uh, <laughs> this was so fun, but hard at first, but this, super fun. These are always hard. We always and we got to credit my wife Janet for this one. We got to blame or credit her. I guess it depends on which way you look at it. I'm not sure how she came up with this. It's, I think, was she in a bad mood or no? Her, well, yeah, when I, mean, I first when, when she first suggested it to me, I thought, man, that's a little dark. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, it's like we can kind of have some fun with this. Yep. So the three top picks category today is three top 
cinematic deaths or death scenes or or related to the topic of dying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the, to me, you said ending scenes, death scenes that end okay. a movie. So that's, that's what oh, I did. Okay. I did that, but I never right. done it wrong. Well, you're going to have a different <laughs> take because I did okay. not do. Okay. I did not do uh, scenes that. End a movie. Okay. So that that but that'll be a great twist. Okay. I have I have both. Okay. Right. Cool. So, you know, we <laughs> don't care. It's the, our show. And we then don't you care. have the lost left the earth part too. So I do. I've, yeah, I've got honorable mention, and you know we cheat well, a lot. I, I, I it's our show. We I, do whatever we want. We usually let the guests go first, but <laughs> yeah. I have to start with an honorable okay. mention uh, that is going to be right up Andrea's alley because we have talked to her before about some of her favorite <laughs> movies. So one of my honorable mentions of death scenes is the movie. Moulin Rouge because it was dead on arrival. <laughs> and <laughs> I, when I listened to Barbie, she like loves Baz too. I'm not alone. <laughs> I actually thought we saw Elvis and I thought yes. Baz did a good job with, with Elvis, but uh, yes, we've had this discussion before. Uh, Andrea loves Moulin I Rouge. I do not. And so I thought I would gig her a little bit with that choice. So. All right, you get to go first. Okay. We'll do one at a time. All right, my and go around the circle. Okay, and this is hard. I have ex- honorable mentions. That's okay. As well. We do too. But my first number one, for sure, for sure. And you were probably thinking this. Maybe your wife was thinking this when she came up with this. But Thelma and Louise has to be okay. like. Well, it's a, that, that's a given, right? That's yeah. one of my honorable Absolutely. mentions. So I can check that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, oh, I remember reading. I don't know if it's on that. Um, there's that new series on. I think it's on Netflix where it's the movies that made us, and it's a documentary about the making of these popular that's movies. Good. I like that series. Yeah. yeah it is. Fabulous. I don't know good. if it was on that or not, but the idea that they could have showed the crash. They sh- there is a crash. They shot the crash, but they ended it the way they. Oh, and by the way, this is should be called the all spoilers top three. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you don't know the end of that movie by now, some of these we're, we're mine are golden oldies. Your old. If you haven't okay, seen these by right. now, then yeah. just throwing it out there. Total right. spoilers. Good. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So my first one is an old one. Nineteen fifty nine. Ben Hur. And it's uh, Stephen Boyd, and it's the post-chariot race death scene where Stephen Boyd plays the Roman centurion who gets run over oh, and yeah. mauled, and he is the uh, he's the anti-hero to Ben to uh, hmm. Charlton Heston's Ben Hur, and this is where this whole revenge thing is coming in, and and uh, he's cool. on his deathbed, and and Judah Ben Hur comes in to see him, and. And he gets his one last thing in telling him that, you know, you thought your mother and sister were dead. They're not dead. Wow. They're in a leper colony. Wow. And so he gets the knife in one more time before he dies. And he has this line. And I mean, Stephen Boyd should have won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in that movie. He did win a Golden Globe for it. But it's like, you know, what What do you think you see here? A smashed, wretched animal? I'm not gone yet. And I can still get, get one more you know, stab in at you, and he does it. And it's a, it's a great scene. It's gruesome too. Mm, it's yeah. pretty gruesome. Yeah, but especially a, for that time. That's a good one, though. That's yeah. a, that's yeah. in, that is intense. It is intense. Yeah, these All are right. classic movies for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No so my um, and I kind of took these in order actually this time. Um, my number my number three number one is um, <laughs> what. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. All right. Um, 1971, and the actually the the star of this show actually passed away about three weeks ago. Uh, James Con Brian mm. Brian Song. Oh, oh wow! You're yeah. gonna make me cry. Let me tell you, you're gonna make me cry right here on this program. Just thinking about it. Oh my God! Well, man. if you're gonna go dark, man, let me tell you, that's about you know, it's the story of Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers, and that were, music can just make me. Oh, cry. I know. Yeah, all I gotta do is hear the soundtrack. No kidding. I mean, you know, if that does, if that one doesn't pull your heart out, oh, it, it, you man. don't have one. Goodness. So I thought you were gonna say, and I hope I'm not still. I thought you were gonna say the guy. Godfather, where they kill uh, they kill him in the the toll booth. You know, he gets shot up and, and assassinated, okay, yeah. and I, that's what I thought well, you were going to say. Well, stay tuned. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Way to go, Keith. Thanks. All right. Uh, all right. But, yeah, Billy Williams, uh, Billy D. Williams, Gail Sayers, yeah. uh, Chicago Bears. Did you know that they were the first interracial uh, teammates? To room hmm. together. To room together yes, that's, in that's the correct. NFL. That's so, right. But uh, yeah, yeah, Brian Piccolo did pass away in 1970, and 
ironically, uh, James Conn died just about three weeks ago. Wow. So, good choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's a good one. Brian's song. Yep. So speaking of – this is my second one. Speaking of crying and being sad about this. So a friend of mine had told me about this movie. It was his favorite movie for a long time. You need to see this movie. It's I think it's a guy movie. I'd just never seen it. I've watched it with him. And I was a mess. I cried through the entire ending because of the death situation at the end in Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> And I was a mess. And he was like, why are you so upset? I'm like, why are you not? This is devastating. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Well, and the way it happened, too. Yes. I mean, the way it happened. Jan and I have just started watching The Last Movie Stars, Mm. uh, the documentary by Ethan Hawke about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. Where where is that? Where can you see that? uh, It's an HBO Max uh, documentary. And we're only a couple episodes in, but they've already done Cool Hand Luke uh-huh. years. And it's, yeah, oh, what a great movie. My gosh, yeah. what a great movie. Failure to communicate. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Number two for me. And I've mentioned this before. This is an honorable mention, so I didn't use it as one of my picks, but I've thrown it in before on a movie line, movie quotes, favorite picks. And that was Ray Batty in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Rutger Hauer at the end of Blade Runner. when huh. he the re, He's a replicant. He's not a human, but right. he, he shuts down and has a great impromptu speech that he does. So that's a, that's an honorable mention. But my number two pick is 1995 Braveheart. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the table. On yeah. the table. And yeah. the guy who played – David Gant is the guy who played the uh, royal magistrate who's – he looks sort of like Peter Cushing, mm. uh, has that gaunt face. Mm-hmm. Perfect casting for that role. But, you know, this is, they basically are disemboweling him. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And he drops, the, he drops the cloth with the thistle mm. embroidered. That was it. hers. Yeah. yeah. And sees her in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, that's rough. a good one. That's oh. a good one. Yeah. She was a beautiful girl. She was. She and I don't, a, I don't, I don't know if I've seen her very much or if I have, I don't recognize I don't her. E- I don't either, but she, she know. was, she's, she, she was, was just gorgeous. stunningly beautiful. Yeah, she and, was. Yeah. She was, again, very well cast. Yeah. So, um, my second one, uh, Mr. Enlow, <laughs> is The Godfather, but it's The Godfather 2. It and is The Godfather Part 2. But yeah. this is, is not that scene. Okay. Yes, they said they used more squibs yeah. on that on that uh, scene than any other scene they've right. ever done. Right. But the genius, uh, as far as uh, the getting whacked, is is actually in the writing and in the story, because this is the scene where uh, the the assistant takes Fredo out in the. Boat. Mm. Oh yeah, yep. and there's a and there's a there's a great little telltale little little bitty thing that, that they she walks over and says, "I don't want any harm to come to my brother while my mother is alive." Right, mm. and Mama's dead. Yep, I mean, and it's I right, thought it's right after the funeral. They yeah, don't wait any time. It was at like all. here it comes, man. And and is it gory or any? No, nope. it's just pop. It's pop. a it's a long shot. Yeah, here's the other telltale sign is. Somebody comes and takes the son who was going to go out fishing with them and says, your mom wants to see you inside. Yeah. And he uh, doesn't let him go out in the boat with him. You know, it's and it's like, like here we go. Yeah, this isn't going to end yeah. well for Fredo. Fredo, yeah. Fredo is going to be fish food here yeah. in just about a minute. So, but the yeah. way it's set up broke my heart. The way it was, the way it was set up was, was genius. I thought oh, yeah. it was very good. It was so, really good. So have you guys seen the offer? The, I have I not. Know. It's so good. You need to see it. Cause I don't get that one. Oh, uh, it's Hulu. Hulu, Hulu, Hulu yeah. I don't get. I get two or three of them, but Hulu's one of them I don't get. Hulu's an option to not get these. No, just kidding. I do get Hulu, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get them well, all. Well, it's kind of required in your line of work. I try to write it off yeah. on my taxes, but they don't They don't <laughs> no. let me. Okay, three is hard. You're going to make me pick one. So, um, okay, I can do honorable mention. Do your honorable yes. mention. Okay, honorable so your last one. Yeah. I'll give you an honorable mention. Titanic. Ooh, well, yeah. I mean, that definitely. I'm still doing the ending. Which one? There were quite a few deaths in that one. Yeah. Well, the only one my teenage heart cared about was, you know, Leo. Yeah. (laughs) And then. I'm very proud of this one. So if we stick with the um, deaths that end movies dramatically, The Sixth Sense. Oh, okay. Because you find out at the end. You unless, see his, unless, like me, you already knew. Oh, you, you did. Okay, I didn't back then. Yeah. In, in no, the I'm day. okay with it. But <laughs> M. Night, what do you guys think of M. Night, just generally? Hit and miss. Okay, agreed. Agreed. Hit and miss. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
There we go. We'll go. I usually always watch his stuff, and I like it when he's on. I don't like it when he's not. But yeah, potential. He's got. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's I a, go see no, he's, he's yes. masterful. I yes. think he's I very. I think he's. I don't doubt his talent. I doubt sometimes his choices. So correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My third honorable mention is Pulp Fiction, and it's the one where he's turned around in the car, and the gun goes off, and he just blows <laughs> the guy's head apart. Here you go. <laughs> He said, I shot Martin in the face. <laughs> and they got to go get the car cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, oh, my got, gosh. That splattered all over. Oh, and they call Mr. Wolf, you know, and he tells them what to do. And they end up wearing those, like, gym shorts and T-shirts. It's hilarious. Okay, so my third one, though, my third real choice. And I, I decided to go off-center for this. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Because Terry Kaiser, the guy who plays Bernie, and this is uh, in the late 80s, uh, Andrew McCarthy and yep. um, Jonathan Silverman when they were still barely not teenagers anymore. But the guy who plays Bernie, I mean, he just, he's a dead body the whole movie, you know, and it's hilarious. And he, if you think about that from an actor standpoint, you just got to be, uh, that's got to be hard. I wonder how bruised up he got. I wonder that too. Because yeah. there's dragging. some fake Bernies. I think there's some fake Bernies in there Well, I think there, there are too. too, but there are, there are certain times when they sure. can't fake it. Yeah. And yeah. And he's got to be beat up. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I thought, what an interesting concept, you know, especially we're going to talk about death in movies. That's, it's not just one death. This guy's dead through the whole thing. So <laughs> that's my number three. Okay. Well, my number three, uh, he's dead the whole movie too. Look at you guys. So, um, oh, this I is, think I know this what it is. is. This is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Warren Beatty, Julie Christie, oh, Jack Warden, Heaven Can Wait. Oh, oh I love wow. that. Remake, remake of, I love that uh, movie. Of, a, of a movie called Here Comes Mr. Jordan, yes. okay. which was done with uh, Robert Montgomery and Claude Rains. In the original one, he's a boxer. Yes. But in this one, he's, he's a, a football, football player. player cool. And yeah. plays for the Rams. Yeah. And uh, poor guy gets hit by a truck, goes up to heaven and says, they said, by golly, you're right. We made a, we made <laughs> we a, made a mis- mistake. We made a mistake. <laughs> it's a great movie. Well, mistake number two is he comes back down and his body's been cremated. So they're like, okay, we got to <laughs> you in another. <laughs> we got to we got to find yeah. you another body. And it's yeah. just, a, I think it's a great. Well, you know, it, that thing won an Academy Award for art direction, but it was nominated for like six other. It was a good movie. It was cool. a great movie. Yeah, and Julie that. Christie. Oh man, I'm Aww. I'm a big fan of I Julie, love Christie. Julie Christie. Ever since uh, Doctor Zhivago, so I just, beautiful. Uh, she's yeah. so gorgeous and the yeah. camera loves her too she's got she's got the most penetrating eyes oh, no i have ever seen and no in that kidding. movie she's yeah. just oh she's awesome yeah. that's a that's a great choice i i thought you were gonna say i got another one i bet oh. I, I bet i know no my i'm i'm pretty proud of all of my honorable mentions because i've got okay well how many more do you yeah, have right? a whole more. bunch i mean i do them real quick though i mean we got uh pride of the yankees you know with lou gehrig and he yeah. does he does the, oh, yeah. he does the today, scene today, um today. You know, one of the great dying scenes of all time, Wizard of Oz. Would you stop? (laughs) The Wizard of Oz. The witch. I I almost had that one. Dump the water on, man. There she goes. I'm melting. I'm melting. I almost had that one. Forrest Gump's got three of them. That's true. Jenny, Bubba, and and Mama (laughs) all bite the dust in that movie. You know, Um, Captain Miller, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. yes. I almost put that on there, but I thought that was... Uh, too easy, and then you got. But I respect it. You got love story. I mean, that's oh, come on, no, man. No, oh, again, oh. again, all you got to do is play the theme song, Ugh. and it's waterworks. Yeah, yeah. But the one that that I would put as number four. Wait, before you give me this, the one when you said he's dead, the whole movie. I thought you were going to go with the big chill oh, and the Kevin, yeah, it's good. the Kevin Costner role yes. when it starts with that's all right. the, all you see is the stitches on the wrist and the, how I did not get that the, one. Um, that's awesome. Well, I thought that's where you were going. So I'll take that one. And I think <laughs> that's, that's awesome. a brilliant. Choice. I think it's a brilliant choice too. I'm pissed that I didn't think of that one. That's a good one. But the, this other one is, is the same thing. They're, they're dead the whole time. It is one of my favorite actors I think he's. I think he's just hilarious. He just he could walk into the room and I bust up laughing. Defending your life. 
Oh, with Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks. and, oh. and Meryl oh Streep. What a hilarious! I have movie. not seen this one. I You've have not seen that one. You're defending your no, life. No, I have not. No. Okay, well, well and who are the actors who played the? I mean, Rip Torn. Was, Rip Torn is oh, as one of the angels. Uh, was one of them. Buck Henry was, yes. was one of the. He may have written that. He was, may have been one of the writers. Was, ironically, yeah, I think he was defending your life. He was one of the writers on Heaven Can Wait. It's a oh, it's a great film. and I just love Albert Brooks. Just, he's well, just a you genius. know, I think we owe a big thank you to Janet Ware Enloe for coming out for this call. category. Yes. This was a, this was a great say, category. I want to end on one more. So oh, I, yes, did, yes. I pitched this to my husband last night because yeah, last night I'm glad you didn't give me longer because it would have been much harder. And his first movie out of his mouth is Jaws. <laughs> You know what? I so, thought about that. I did too. The poor captain, I man. That's a bad way to go. It's a bad way to go. It's a yeah. bad way. He should have gotten a bigger boat. You should probably use this for future. Yes, the the leaving the earth one, but the one that I had for that. And this is a a, a touchy feely movie, Cocoon. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Right. And my our one of our producers just informed me that we're missing one of the if we want to talk about tear jerkers. My girl. Oh, for sure. When the, yes. little, another one. When the yes. little boy gets yes. stung. Well, yes. and then oh. you got the whole Bambi thing, too. I mean, well, that, yeah, let's that's not, another so animated one. deaths could be a whole other category. and I mean, you know. Bing it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to stop. <laughs> I know. Which I was going to tell you, one of the things I say a lot, because I don't bash too many filmmakers, but Nicholas Sparks and his books and his stupid movies where they make you care about the people and then they, he kills them every time he kills them and then you give me this category where it's about dead people <sighs> yeah I see dead people I see dead there's another one we could be here all I did that one we could be here all this has been so fun you guys this has been fun this thank you for joining us and uh, Bobby Vance thank you for listening in if you like the program and we hope you do please share it with your friends and uh, rate us and uh Give us five stars and uh, go to the website where you can find all of the information on mofilm.org about what Andrea's doing. And thank you again for being here. Thank you, Andrea. My great pleasure. We'll I'll come back. Love, we will have you back. It'll be two more years. No, we just kidding. We'll have you back. No, it will not. <laughs> we'll get you and Barbie together and, and get in that. here. That'll be, that'll be a good time. Cool. All right. Mr. Inlow, it was, as usual, it was a wonderful time. Fun as usual. Bobby Vance, till next time. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers. We Like That Too is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivants everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website, welikethatpodcast.com. Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So everybody, hey, remember the numbers. One bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too.